Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Uh, So let's go to Kathy. We'll get started in Connecticut today. And actually, we were talking about meditation a little bit at the beginning of the show. Kathy, you're on with Dr. Dyer. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you so much. It's wonderful. Beautiful day here, too, Dr. Dyer. They must be very happy in Connecticut. You guys are going to the final four. Do you follow that? (laughs) The final four. I don't follow it, but I know what you're talking about. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I can't believe it. I know what you're talking about, but no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) This is March Madness. This is University of Connecticut. The the Huskies. They're uh, one of the great basketball teams (laughs) in the country. (laughs) You're talking to a basketball player and a former coach here. (laughs) (laughs) And I love basketball, um, but I've had my older son in my mind who's in Japan, so he's been kind of a focus, a focus. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and, of course, all the people in Japan. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, (laughs) funny, sort of a funny story. I I run a book club, and it's um, a personal growth book club. And Mm -hmm. so your your excuses begun, my copy of your excuses begun, was just chewed up because I had to be so familiar with it and I loved it so much. And the people in the club, we wanted, we did almost three months of focus on it. So I was pretty familiar with it. Well, I went to look for it the other day to find some quotes and it was gone. (laughs) And my husband and I searched high and low through our entire house so your excuses be gone was be gone. <laughs> was be gone, um, right. It was be gone. And um, it was hailing last week, and so I decided to just go out. It was kind of fun, inhale, and go to the a distant bookstore, and they had one copy left of your mm-hmm. now paperback book, which is just great. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I opened it up, and um, I was looking at awareness, just happened to be flipped through it and came up to awareness. And um, I have a lesion that's been diagnosed on my face, squeamish cell um, pre- cancer. Well, yeah, yeah, skin cancer. cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the options were to use a really strong, very strong um, chemical on my skin, uh, which would cause flu-like symptoms and so on, or to have surgery done, which would leave a, a firm, fairly good scar. Mm-hmm. And so as a big meditator, <laughs> I do Japa and TA and mm-hmm. a I'll lot of gratitude, mm-hmm. gratitude meditation. And I did at one point have a, um, what was a mass in my ovaries and I just meditated. They re examined it a couple months, six weeks after and, uh, said, it's gone, you know. So I'm a firm believer mm. in this. Right. And uh, I wondered what you thought about just taking the road of least resistance, which would be being peaceful and really focusing on that as a healthy skin. Um, that's my question for you. Yeah, it's a good question. A very good question. Um, uh, I don't, I, you know, I obviously can't give medical advice uh, over the air or even uh, if right. we're in person, since I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, so I right. just have to I put my disclaimer out there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's. <laughs> I 
I, I have had that kind of can- I, Actually, there are three kinds of skin cancer, and I've had all three. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, I had a melanoma on my back, and I had the squeamish one on my on my abdomen, and uh, these uh, basal cells, you know, that I've had mm-hmm. on, on occasion. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I am I am such a believer, like you are, that um, that you know you can you can put your attention on what it is you intend to manifest. You can you know you can stay in that place in your in your imagination where it's like. Um, you're, you're you're really seeing yourself as as uh, you know having whatever outcome it is that you put your intention on, and then I think the key thing. What is your first name? Is it Kathy? Yes. Yeah. The, th- the key thing, Kathy, is to what what Neville calls assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And there's a real mm-hmm. big dis- there's a big distinction between having a thought and placing it into your imagination and and not letting any other thought in there and always staying with that. Uh, versus uh, feeling that, you know, and and feeling as if the, um, you know, what you would like to have in the future is already there. This is what Neville says is the secret to healing. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, it isn't just having the right thought. It's it's the feeling, and the feeling is what you experience in your body. You know, it's like you really, really feel it, and you feel it uh, in yeah. your in, in your imagination as if it already were a fact. In other words, to make a, 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 a you know, a, a a present fact, a future, a future fact. Uh, mm-hmm. You have you have to, he says, assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled. And I would that's what I would do in my meditations. I would go in there, uh, see myself uh, in the way that I want, and feel that, like feel that throughout your entire body. Which means you start uh, d- different kinds of uh, of chemicals begin to be released uh, because our you know our feelings really our emotions really control you know the, what kinds of reactions are taking place in our body uh, mm-hmm. and, and that that's where i would go I mean, and and I, that's a very hard thing to talk about you know and to to describe to people is like you have a thought in your mind your senses tell you well this is just an illusion because this is the fact i'm i'm here sitting here faced with this cancer business and so on um, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I don't want to tell myself that I, I, it feels great not to have it because I'm acting as if it isn't there. But the fact of it is, if you can feel that within your imagination and stay there and then feel it, just continuously feel it, um, that's where these major kinds of healings take place. On the other hand, um, you know, that's a, that's a serious kind of cancer, you know, uh, skin mm-hmm. cancer, that's squeamish cells or whatever they are. Um, yeah. And I would be unattached to, uh, you know, a little scar on my face. I had mine cut out, you know, and uh, I can't even, you know, the truth of it is I can't, because the guy I went to, the dermatologist I went to is is an artist, and I can't even find it on my body Mm -hmm. where it was Mm -hmm. before. And that was about two years ago. And I've had basal cells cut out and I've got a little scar and... I just think those scars are just, uh, you know, just indications of my own uniqueness, you know. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> well, worry about what <laughs> for men. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, you're saying something. I mean, actually, I could find someone that was an artist uh, to do yeah. that. Um, I think that's the third option. Um, yeah. But I understand your feeling part because I'm writing about feeling. It's just really interesting that you're talking about strong, you know, strong feelings. I do understand what you're talking about. What are you writing about? Tell me wh- when you're writing about feeling. What it, what is it that you're? Uh, what have you discovered? I'm writing about the feeling of love for everything, for mm. everything, and mm. how how it creates miracles. And 
my life lately has just been one synchronistic thing after another. Uh, it's just been amazing, and um, so I have to know that I'm on the right path. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I, I read. Uh, uh, I talked about it on the show last week about a woman named Anita who had this near death experience, and you know she had like uh, thirty six hours left to live. Her organs were shutting down. She had lymphoma throughout her whole body, and uh, and she had this experience, this near death experience, and was told that every every physical illness that we have has an has an energy component has a you know a mm-hmm. spiritual component to it an emotional component to it and if we can get a hold of that emotional component and fix it within our energy uh, you know and bring that that at first the illness or the disease takes place within our uh, within our, uh, our imagination or within our thoughts within our, our mind mm-hmm. and then it, uh, it it manifests itself physically in, in our body and if we can clear out that and that's exactly what you're talking about uh, mm-hmm. is the, is having just having a sense what she learned what she came back was to learn she said i di- i didn't come back to learn uh and she by the way her body was healed in 4 days uh completely mm-hmm. they can't find cancer any place in her and she said i did i just i knew that it wasn't i um, um uh, that i wasn't to be loving because loving implies implies that there's something i have to do she said yeah. i learned i learned in those moments when i was with god um to just be love to yes. just be love, and there's a difference between being love and being loving. I think that's what you're writing about, uh, and that's you know, it's like if you can be that, yeah. just be that, just know that who you are. And it's like if you look at the words of Jesus, it says, "God is love, and yeah. he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in me, and I in him." And I think this sure. is a, a good question here, going to Jennifer on line ten in Houston, Texas. And thanks for being patient, Jennifer. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer today. Hi, thank you for taking my call. <laughs> I'm really um, excited that I got through. Um, well, basically, I sometimes I feel like I'm like in a dark room trying to make a decision. Um, obviously, the plans that I had for my life really didn't happen um, the way that I had planned them out to be. And there were childhood dreams. And I made them with my parents, and, you know, uh, and part of that was to become this great actress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, so I got my associates in theater and everything, and everything was going great until I met uh, my ex-husband, and I had two beautiful daughters. And um, God bless my father. Um, He passed away in um, 2008. And Dad, I love you, and I know he he can hear me, and I don't want mm-hmm. him to feel bad for what I'm about to say because I don't hold it against him. Um, I just understand that people think different in different times, but I got I came to a point where <clears throat> after I had my daughters, my dad uh, made a comment um, that affected me more than I realized until he passed away. It it all just started coming back again and it was basically if if I wasn't to become this famous star make a name for myself um, and it, you know if I was to be become a regular person a regular working person in society that basically I would be a nobody and that affected me a great deal to where I became very desperate to make it big in the film industry and I, I've had some success. Um, 
you know, and I still do it. I still do commercials and stuff like that. But as far as going to Hollywood and becoming, you know, a big star, obviously I'm not going to do that right. Yeah, I choose to be with my daughters. They are my priority. Right. Okay. And um, Let me react, okay, because of our time. I have a daughter. Um, that has the same had the same kind of dreams and and uh, and I used to always tell her, her name is Sky. She's, you've seen her probably on pub, my public television shows. She just I just married her and her husband, uh, her new husband in January. Um, and she used to always say, "I wanted to be a star. I wanted to be a star." I, you know, just like and I used to always tell her, "It's it's it's not a good affirmation to have for yourself. It's not something that because what I learned is that you have to detach yourself from outcome." That is, uh, you don't go out there to act because of what reviews you're going to get, how famous you're going to get, how much money you're going to get, um, and to be somebody, you know. And your, your father, um, your father might have been giving you a lot better advice than you realize when he said you'll be nobody, you know. Um, I, I started out one of my books with this line. I, I think it came from my friend Ram Das. He said, "All my life I wanted to be somebody. Now I am fine, finally somebody." But it isn't me. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and who you are, Jennifer, inside there, um, this person who, like, why do you want to act? Why do you want to be a, you keep using the word famous. I want to be, I used to tell Sky, don't think in terms of fame, you know, because then you're putting your success and your happiness and your ability to sing and your ability to act, whatever, you're putting it on whether or not other people react well to you like people say to me you're very famous you know you've written all these books and you're very famous but it was never it was never an ideal of mine it was never anything i, I never thought about it for a moment that i was going to go out there and and be rich and be famous and be well known and get good reviews and make money it just never occurred to me writing is just something that i am speaking like i'm speaking to you right now is just something that i am and when i activate that and just allow that to be the dominating force in my life uh i, I truly don't think of myself as somebody as somebody famous i keep forgetting that i'm famous I, I, you know people are staring at me you know and looking uh and coming up and asking for autographs and so on which is all just a wonderful thing but it has nothing to do with who I being nobody is the highest place you can get to <laughs> it's like uh, you know instead of trying to be somebody somebody is the ego you know it's like Ram Dass always used to say to me you know uh, you have to stay in nobody training you know where you start to realize that that uh, that there's no difference between you and everybody else in the planet there's no there there's no something outside of you um, there's only now, there's only you, there's only this divine being and essence that you are. And if that wants to act and project and make people laugh or make people happy or whatever it is, then go out there and do that. And my goodness, your daughters came along to just help you with this process. It isn't that, that you have to make an either-or decision between being a mother or being what it is that you... Have you watched The Shift? Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. Oh, we're going to send you a copy, so make sure you, yeah, and it's, it's, it's what it's all about. The, the whole thing is that you don't have to just, you know, define yourself in limited ways because, you know, because you just happen to have two beautiful children who are these little miracles that are, you know, dependent upon you to help them to, 
you know, become fully functioning, self-actualizing people themselves. And the best way that you can teach them that lesson about how to be, you know, find your own greatness and live from it is to model it for them, to show them a, a, a model of, of, of a person every day who's so fulfilled and doing what it is that she knows that she's here for, detached from the outcome, irrelevant, whether you get acting jobs or not, whether whatever, whatever it is, if you if you put your attention on that inner feeling that you have about what you're here for and, and, and going out there and doing it, you got to, it's a very hard lesson because the ego doesn't like what I'm saying. Um, but it's a very hard lesson is that you've got to detach from the outcome. You've got to, you've got to let go and, and let the universe, let God, let the, the, the whole thing that we're all a part of, let it take care of all of the details. Get yourself into a place of love, feeling good, uh, projecting what it is that you want to do just do it go do it at, at your at, at the local uh, you know some local theater group or whatever it might be you'll you'll be guided to do it but get your thoughts off of being a star and being famous and and, and all of that because that's 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 just um, it's just so superficial anyway you know it's it's just not yeah. even yeah, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, there's no reward in it. The reward in it for me is people coming up to me and saying, you know, you followed your own path and my life is better now. I was thinking about committing suicide and I watched you on a public television show one night. I mean, someone told me that story that they had checked into a motel with a gun in, in Texas. And they were, uh, you know, they were going to end their life. And they got into this hotel room. They turned on the television set. And there, I, one of my shows that I had done, uh, The Power of Intention, was playing on the TV set. And, the, and this uh, man just sat there and watched it. And he just, then he decided that he had something to live for. And I thought, that's, you know, that's like, it's that detachment from outcome. I didn't go out there to, to uh, you know, make a lot of money and to get good reviews and to sell a lot of books and be famous. I went out there and followed what it was that I was went in front of cameras and talked about it. And then years and years later, people's lives are being transformed. That's the place you want to get to, dear. Yeah, I guess uh, right now I'm, trying to find what it is that I want to do. Um, I decided to go back to school because, you know, I, I want to set the example for my daughters as well. Like yeah. for education. Where, where, do you, where, where do you live? In Houston. In Houston, Texas. So yeah. here, here, here's something that you can do today, and you'll you'll feel you're go go find a place. My mother is 94 years old. She lives in an assisted living center in in uh, in Orlando, and people come in. Just find a place like that, you know, so, so today or tomorrow, and just go over there and just sit down. Uh, and talk and, and, and remember the song that Bette Midler sang, uh, Hello in there, hello, you know. Um, find somebody who just feels like they're, that, they, that they're a little bit lost. Forget about you, what school you're going to go to, about being a good mother, but just let all of that go. Just sometime this afternoon or tomorrow, um, be, be, preferably today, um, just walk into one of those places and just sit down and just say hello in there. Just talk to somebody who's who's lonely, you know, who's, uh, who's, and, and then you'll know your dharma and, and you'll, you'll have it off of me and what I'm doing and my kids and my ex-husband and, and all of that stuff. You'll, you'll get off of all of that and you'll realize I'm here to serve, you know, I'm here to make somebody else's life better. And you can do that today and you can take your daughters, you can tell your daughters, you can record it and tell your daughters about it. That's something you can do today, dear. And, and I promise you, if you do it, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.